We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome to the Field of 68. This is our Off the Carousel series where we take first-time head coaches or first-year head coaches at their new spot. We'll give you a little preview of what's to come. Today, we have none other than the Jack Castleberry, who's taking over at Fairleigh Dickinson. Yes, that's right, the Fairleigh Dickinson, who made the run in the tournament with the improbable win over Purdue and losing to eventual champions Florida Atlantic. And now... They have a new head coach. Jack, first of all, congratulations on the new gig. And secondly, uh, thank you for being on. Well, thank you for having me. The fact that I'm on here is just incredible to begin with. So it's been uh, it's awesome to see you again and, and just appreciate the time. It, it's nuts. When I heard that you were in the running to get this job, I was like, man, how quick life can turn around because a lot of people that don't know like you've been, you've been an assistant coach for a long time you spent some time in the northeast you're a women's assistant at sienna yeah. and got back on the men's side for a while you were the you were the dobo at this spot that spot wherever and then you end up at the citadel you're a military guy vmi is your undergrad you played there go to citadel you get your grad degree there and then it's like one thing happens you're at citadel for five years some things happen you're let go then you end up at Queens for all of about two weeks. And then you, I get a text message saying, Hey, I'm heading up. I'm going to be able to stay division one. I'm going to be at Fairleigh Dickinson. You guys have one year there. You make it, you make the second round of the NCAA tournament. Now you're the head coach. I mean, talk yeah. to me about this yeah. process, dude. This was crazy. Well, listen, I, I, I've had a uh, career path that I wouldn't recommend for anybody. Uh, but it's obviously you sit there and go, Hey, this is, I, I got here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't want to change any of it. And there's a million things that I've learned along the ways from all those different spots. I mean, I got out, out, out of college basketball for two years altogether, uh, and worked in financial planning in the middle of that whole thing. Um, but, uh, so it's not a traditional path. Uh, and I certainly, you know, I, I try to think about where we started the question because it's such a long winded process to go through all that. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to say military guy. I appreciate that, but there's the real military guys out there. I went to a military school. I didn't actually right, you know, right. serve in the military. So, uh, with respect to that, cause I've went with a lot of guys that, that are good dudes that did go into the military and all that stuff. Um, but have definitely been at some, you know, difficult places to, to win, you know, 
Um, but I've learned from great people. I mean, Tobin Anderson's an incredible basketball coach. Nobody's surprised that he's won. Anybody who who's followed college basketball at the small college level has known that he was going to win here. Uh, I don't think we thought it was going to happen quite as fast as it did, um, but he'll have success wherever he ends up moving forward. I mean, you could put him on some random team on Mars and he'd find a way to win, sure. you know. Um, but then going back to Duger Balkum, who's been a huge part of my life, who's like a second father to me, I played for him at VMI and at this in, in code form at VMI in the Citadel. Uh, and you want to talk about a guy who was innovative and in doing things that people weren't doing in 2007. Um, so a guy who wasn't afraid to take a lot of risks and also cared deeply about his players. I learned a ton from him. And then I worked for Allie Jackson, Sienna, and she was great. I learned a lot from being on from the, my two years with that. Um, and then I started at UT Martin with Brett Campbell, uh, who had a guy named Lester Hudson who led him to a conference championship. Uh, what that was probably 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been in some, in some locations that are different than most people's, you know, uh, ideal paths as far as like where the most likely places to win, if you will. Um, but I've been in spots where I've been around good people that, that knew what they were doing. And I learned a lot from that process. We were talking before we, we came on, uh, to this recording and it's like, well, how's it been to be the head man in charge? That's the a lot of people talk about that shift and you're just now getting a glimpse of it. What's it yeah. been like uh, in this, these initial months in this process? Yeah, it's been uh, everything that people say it's going to be, you know, it's uh, a little bit like that. You kind of have to experience it to fully appreciate it mm-hmm. uh, because you do get inundated with texts and phone calls and, and emails and all the stuff that you appreciate, especially people reaching out. Obviously, you know, you've been there as an assistant, you know, trying to find a job. Um, so there's those things and you want to make sure you treat all that with respect because you can remember exactly what that was like. Me in particular, being a year ago, a guy who was out of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're overwhelmed with a little bit the 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 reality of like, hey, I have a lot more responsibility or different responsibilities than I had before. Uh, you're just getting pulled in different directions than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's a million assistants who are overwhelmed too, but it's just a different form of it, if you will. Uh, I do think some of the best advice I got was from people telling me, Hey, don't let the moment speed you up, you know, as much as you're going to feel the need to make all these decisions really quickly, because there's a different type of pressure, just slow down. You will actually be able to make the decision that you need to make and get what you need to get done. Even if you slow down Uh, and you have to be intentional. And I was intentional in trying to make sure I was doing that from, you know, who are we going to sign to who are we going to hire? and all that sort of stuff. And I, I think it was really helpful. Uh, and now that you do have the staff in place, it has slowed down and is in a, a manageable pace, if you will, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you talked about a few coaches earlier. You talked about Tobin, you talked about Duger, like who, who has influenced you the most and, and where do you see your playing style as a head coach? Is it going to be more, you know, score 120 points? Like it was at VMI, is it going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. some some of these other things? Because obviously you adjust to your players, but with your core beliefs, I mean, who influenced you the most in terms of that? Well, I think it's hard to get away from Coach B, uh, Duger Balkum, uh, and how he influenced me. Just because I played for him, I worked for him for the better part of a decade. Um, you know, and and just the way he went about managing relationships with players, his up-tempo style, like that stuff will always stick with me. We're going to play the same way that we played here last year with, with, with Tobin, uh, press motion offense. Uh, the motion offense was new to me, the press, not as much. Cause obviously we pressed the VMI. 
uh, impressed for the first part of our tenure there at the Citadel. Um, but the motion stuff and stuff, and I've watched Tobin's team for a long time. Him and I have been, him and I have been French for a decade. My relationship with him goes back to being a camper at five-star basketball camp and him being a counselor uh, running Station 13 and all that stuff. But uh, the motion was was really – I just – I bought into it very quickly. Um, and to see it play out, when I think it's, I think it's kind of a – you know, the way that we used to play at the Citadel and VMI, playing up tempo, shoot a ton of threes, that used to be relatively unique. College basketball, it's not quite as unique as it used to be. Um, to me, the motion offense, the true motion offense, is a lot more unique now than it was 20 years ago. Right. You know, because now everything is so much about spacing and getting into a high ball screen. And we still have those conversations, but there's a lot more player movement throughout a possession, a lot more decisions that are being made on the floor by the players, a lot less micromanagement, you know, from a coaching staff perspective. Uh, and it's just teaching guys how to play within this system and, and then making good decisions. So, you know, it's something that I really bought into. I, I think our, our, our players obviously buy into it. How can you not buy into it from what we just did? You know, and so we're going to continue down that path. Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season, and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy. But by the time that the afternoon would hit – I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true. It's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of February and the month of March when you are in my business. And AG1 was exactly the supplement that I needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day. I've continued that into April. I've continued that into May, and I'm going to continue that the rest of the summer. All I have to do is mix a scoop of AG1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and I'm ready to go. Do it after lunch and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're at a place in Fairleigh Dickinson that you guys won 21 games last year, did a terrific job. The year before, there was a four-win team. Before that, it was nine wins. Before that, it was 11. Uh, what do you have to do in order to keep this positive momentum going? What, what's, what do you think that X factor is for people who have now become familiar with FDU to kind of recognize that as a brand that's going to continue winning? I think you kind of to some. Well, there's two parts to that, I guess. And, and my thoughts are part of the reason that we were able to be great last year was because we have really special people in this program. Like, there's high character dudes in that locker room. There wasn't one quote unquote jerk in that locker room, if you if you will. Uh, and they are all undervalued. Nobody else wanted them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our best, some of our best players last year came from the Division II ranks, right? So we have to continue to recruit high character people that have a chip on their shoulder. Sure. And if we continue to do that, I think we'll be just fine. Um, I think from a recruiting standpoint, we have to own who we are. You know, like we're always going to be this, hey, gritty. We're not going to have the bells and whistles that everybody else has. Now, our athletic department is, or our, our, our AD, Brad Hurlbut and, 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 and Jason Young have done an incredible job, along with our president, Mike Albatroni, of in, investing in our program. And we're going to start seeing some really cool things pop up around here uh, that will enhance our players' experience day in and day out. But at the end of the day, we are who we are. And mm-hmm. we're going to go find those guys that other people don't want. And then we're going to develop them. And we're going to you know, hopefully do well with them. And that's what we've done so far. And I don't see why we would need to change the formula to that to continue to have success. And it should also be noted, like there was, they did struggle a few years prior to, to us getting hired last year, mm-hmm. but I mean, we've been to three NCAA tournaments out like the last seven years. Right. So FDU has won historically here and it won't be last year. Obviously the big, the big change was the massive turnaround, right? Like that was exciting. Um, but it's been done here before and it can continue to be done here. You're playing in a Northeast conference that while it doesn't necessarily have the notoriety, it has some teams that kind of like you said, are gritty can make some things happen. I had the opportunity to call um, St. Francis and uh, sacred heart last year. That's two hard playing teams with two really good coaches. And then on top of that, you have Merrimack and stone Hill that I don't know what their NCAA tournament situation is, but I mean, (laughs) that's two more teams that are, that are tough. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about this conference. I mean, you've had a year in it, not that long, but all yeah. of that being said, you have a lot of guys that, like you said, uh, have a chip on their shoulder. There's good coaching. Even, you know, you look at the bottom of the league, LIU's got Strickland over there messing around. We're, we're going to see exactly how that goes. I mean, it, it's a league that 
while it doesn't necessarily have the size, you can find guys that can really play. Josh Cohen was a great example of that. Jordan Miner was a great, yep. great example of that. Yep. I think you have a, a variety of styles within the same league. You know, yeah. if you think about you think about Wagner, you think about like gritty, tough, defensive minded, right? Mm-hmm. I think about Sacred Heart. I think about playing really fast, and and uh, I think about you know if you talk about you know Coach Kremel over there at St. Francis PA, like they were very post centric last year, which yeah. you don't see a ton of that, like a traditional post. You know, you don't see a ton of that anymore. And then you go Merrimack, and you talk about their zone, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a variety of different styles within this league, and I, I don't think it's you know I think you go to other leagues a lot of times it's just kind of copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste to some degree within the league. Um, and I think here you don't get the same thing night in and night out. Yeah. That's a great point. And there were some good, there's good players everywhere. That's what I try to tell people. I mean, you, you know, this, you know, the Citadel, you'll find guys, you found Jason uh, Rose and you find, you find different guys. There's, there's players everywhere. That's one thing about the Northeast conference. Whenever you see coach Kremel, you make sure you, you tell him I said, hello, that, that league though, uh, like you said, you're, you're constantly adjusting on a night-to-night basis given the team you're playing. And is l- let me ask you this, and this kind of just came to me right now. Is yeah. it something to where you go into every game thinking like, well, we have to adjust to this, we have to adjust to that? Or is it something that you say, well, we're going to do what we believe in and then make them adjust to us? Yeah, I think that's a constant balance, right? Uh, right. One, one of the great strengths, in my opinion, I learned so much from from Tobin last year, man. One of the great strengths about the way that he approaches the season as a whole is that there's not a lot of overreaction to when things aren't going right. And it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I had to learn throughout that season of like, okay, we had nights where the press wasn't very good. And, and there's a lot of thought about, do we go away from some of the press stuff or, you know, do we need to run more sets here? And I think part of the reason we got really good, and it, obviously last year was my first year on staff with them, he had two other guys who were great assistant coaches and Tom Bonicum and Cam Morrell. And we had Ray Savage, who's a dub over at Iron now, just awesome dudes who are really good at their jobs. But they were great at helping me adapt to the way we do things. And, okay, so part of the reason that we get good late in February and March is because we don't differ. We don't, we don't panic. We, don't, we just sure. stick doing what we do, you know. Um, and that's exactly what happened throughout the season. Our press got really good. We became a better half-court defensive team. Uh, and our motion really clicked in at the right time. And that was really just because we stayed the course, you know. So you certainly make your adjustments, you game plan for specific things this team's going to do. But you can't just lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish, especially playing this style, because we're trying to be disruptive. So yeah. if we stop trying to be disruptive, it's not going to be effective. Sure. Well, w- one more thing. You hired Tom. Is it Kylie or Keeley? He, I always mess this Kylie. up. Kylie, yeah. You, you hired Tom, Tom Kylie. And this yeah. is important. Uh, you're up in the north. You're up in the northeast, Teaneck, New Jersey. You know Tom's college roommate was none other, yeah, yes, than John Fanta, the one and only. So make sure you guys get John Fanta up there to Teaneck, New Jersey. Jack, thank you so much for being a part. Uh, wishing you the best of luck uh, from the field of '68. This was off the carousel, and Jack Castleberry now has the reins at everybody's Cinderella. Fairly Dickinson, thank you for jumping on. Thanks, man.